0: This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to the SEO Mindset Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by myself, Sarah McDowell, and my amazing co-host, sorry, Tasman Sullivan. This week we have a great topic and an even greater guest so this week we're talking about picking your battles in the workplace with my guest amanda king who is amanda king amanda king has been in the seo industry over a decade has worked across countries and industries and is currently consulting through her business flock now, before I get Amanda on to join me, just a quick reminder of the ways that you can support the SEO Mindset. So if you enjoy what me and Tasman do, uh, there are numerous ways, but for example, if you go to the Mindset.co.uk for a slash donate, you can uh, go to our Buy Me a Coffee page and give us a one-off donation. And Also, if you go to the etiomindset.co.uk forward slash listen, you can subscribe to us and then you'll never miss a new episode. Uh, Those links will be in the show notes. Right, enough of me blabbing. Let's get Amanda on. Hello, Amanda. Hello, hello, Sarah. It's It's lovely to be on. Thank you for having me thank you so so much for coming on and we said uh before recording that this was the shortest turnaround because we literally spoke last week and we're recording this week so yeah you do not mess about and i love it <laughs> hey i i'm i'm easy and i
1: i love coming on and and chatting about all things seo because i am a massive nerd i think we all are
0: <laughs> well yes this uh this is podcast is for those SEO nerds industry um so yeah um it is good to nerd out about SEO it's a good topic
1: and nerding out (laughs) not just about like the the hard skills either but all about kind of how to get stuff done and and how things actually look from a day-to-day basis right it's not
0: just um the skills it's also the like how to talk to people and all of that Wow, that's, I'm glad you said that because that's the whole reason this podcast exists because there's, we, me and Tasman found uh, a bit of a gap. So there's lots of mm-hmm. wonderful, great podcasts out there to teach you how to SEO, but there wasn't one at the time when we were looking that just focused on career personal development mindset talking about like those kind of topics so it's uh, great to have a platform great to have guests like yourself and yeah I love it when um people come and suggest topics as well like yours picking picking your battles in the workplace um, so to start off with, Amanda, what do we mean, the royal way, what do you mean when you say pick battles and why is it important in the workplace?
1: Yeah, okay. So I'm sure we've all had that co-worker, right? That comes in and it's their way or the highway where it's just like you do everything my way or like you're on my you're on my bad books, like I'll never talk to you again. Like and that's that's no fun. It's it's not a way that actually gets anything done. And it's not a way that actually acknowledges what's important to the business. Right. And that, and picking, picking your battles is really about recognizing that not everything that you want to do is actually that important because it's not Um, like we prioritize our tech audits and our strategies for a reason. Like there are things that are really important and then there are things that are, nice to haves or we're not entirely sure what impact they're going to have or we want to test something out and that is that is picking your battles it is recognizing that there are no absolutes right it's a sliding scale of compromises um so to me it's always like I very very rarely actually would say okay no I I don't care like I don't care how this gets done it has to get done um and I only do that so frequently because you're also pulling in kind of that goodwill and you're trading on favors from people. And that's not something that you can do all the time at a, at a business, particularly at an enterprise, right? Because that that's what politics is, right? It's, it's people doing you favors, extending goodwill, trusting you,
0: and and going out on a limb with you. And you can't do that all the time. could not agree with you more um would you be able to give our listeners an example like one example of where you have picked a battle uh and share with us like the outcome yeah so this this was this was fun so
1: my my recent career my most recent career before I was and I say fun in all of the most sarcastic ways um my most recent career was um with the Australian, one of the Australian telcos here in, in Sydney. So think like Vodafone type deal. Um, and in the first week of December, we changed where our JavaScript files were hosted and the platform that we moved them to disallowed all of the JavaScript files. Google couldn't actually crawl them, and our entire website was built on JavaScript. So it basically meant that there was a possibility, albeit small, that Google could potentially just drop our entire website from search results Scary. over over the Christmas period as well. Oh no! Um, yeah. So so when I caught this, I I basically went to kind of our lead um systems engineer our like straight to kind of the head honchos within our tribe and was like we need to fix this yesterday and i said if you know organic traffic is responsible for 33% of our revenue if we lose this and we lose this visibility we are potentially losing I can't remember the exact figure, but I want to say it was something like three million dollars over the course of five weeks. Um, and for me, that was that was really important because it's not just it's not just me and my expertise saying, "Hey, this is a problem." It's me me contextualizing it in a business framework and saying, "We could actually lose." tons of revenue because we lost the visibility of our entire website and luckily they listened um that was the first favor i pulled out of them that was six months after i started working there and they turned it around in i want to say 48 hours and at enterprise that's fast that's really fast for enterprise so um it, it worked out well but I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that that was the first big thing that I was asking for and I didn't I didn't do it I didn't ask them to do it just on faith I said yeah. you know this is the actual impact that it could have on the business
0: and I think in how you kind of presented it they couldn't really say no right and I suppose yeah. that's that's the whole point with um so when we are picking battles or prioritization or putting a case forward. So your battle is picked kind of thing. Yeah. I suppose, are we saying that you just got to make it really hard for that person to say no in a way?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it as well, um, particularly at kind of larger companies, but really at any company is when you're picking your battle and you're, you're fighting for something, um, you want to work within the structures and processes that are already in place. Like if there is a process to get financial approval, or if there's a process Mm. to pitch a big project, you do it that way because it's, it's there for a reason. It may take longer. It may be a bit, bit of a pain, but it's there. Like, and if you don't do it that way, and then you kind of complain about this work, not being able to get done, then it's like, well, you're not, you're not doing things the way they're meant to be doing. You're, again, you're not making friends. You're, you're not Mm. kind of working within the system you're trying to fight against it. Um, so I think that's part of it as well.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, because you want to make sure that it's successful and yeah, like you don't want to set yourself up from the fail, like from the beginning. Right. Yeah. It's, It's picking your battles is not just
1: about, um, choosing the biggest priority or the most urgent things and saying, this is my priority. Right. It's, it's also about you doing the groundwork and the planning and understanding how to actually get things done within your organization and what's important to your business. Right. Because something that, you know, for example um, server side rendering is it. Is a recommendation that a lot of SEOs will make out of the gate by default for a lot of modern websites because they rely so much on JavaScript. But um, and therefore, you know, we'll may, we may put that in the like high priority or the urgent um, element. But if you actually break down the work and the money that it would cost mm. to do at a lot of larger companies, it's not a priority. Right? because they don't want to spend a year and a couple million dollars uh, retraining an entire squad of developers.
0: And that kind of feeds back to what you said earlier, that like um, just because you've come across something or there's a recommendation or something that you think is important, it's not necessarily going to be important to the business, to the team. Um, and it's about, so like SEO um has to has to fit and work with other departments like like any other department right um, And yeah, I think if you first first things first you you want to get stakeholder buy-in. you want people to get the SEO is important and the projects that you're putting forward are important. and the only way that you're going to do that is if you are like understanding the processes, processes um making relationships with other departments in the team um educating people Mm -hmm. and yeah and also like picking the projects that 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 make the most sense like look at the business goals right what what is important to the business and how can seo support that
1: yeah absolutely and you know, synergistically, right? There will be things that are high priority for you as an SEO that do end up being high priority for the business, but it does, it does take that additional lens. Right. And I mean, my, my situation that I gave the example of is, is relatively rare. That kind of thing doesn't happen very frequently. And, and I, I put my foot down because, I knew there was an edge case, a small one, but an edge case that this could happen. And I didn't want to set a precedent where it was like, oh, Amanda doesn't, um, isn't on top of her game. Like she doesn't um, keep track of where things are at with the website. So there's, there's that side of it as well. Sometimes it is a bit of
0: a reputational thing. Um, the battles that you pick as well. And reputation is so important so so important and yeah like it, it is hard but you want I suppose in, a, in any business that if you work in-house agency freelance whatever um your reputation is really important and how people see you or how people yeah. perceive you um so I guess that that is another important area isn't it when we're talking about picking battles because yeah you don't you don't want I mean, it's going to happen. We all make mistakes. We're all human. And that's what we say a lot on this podcast. But if you can do things to mitigate that or like to think about that, then you're just going to make your life easier, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and we can we can chat about this a bit later as well. But I mean, for example, I very rarely actually pick battles with developers, right? Um, I Usually what I will do instead is come to them with a question and be like, or come to them with an ideal solution and say, how can we solve for this? Like, what does this look like? And have have a conversation rather than saying, no, you you have to do it my way because I'm not a developer, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, very good point, very good point. Um, Right, you have led me quite nicely into a break here. um, So yes, thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) Not your first rodeo. Uh, so yeah, let's take a short break um, and then we'll be back with part two and you'll be sharing more tips around picking battles and we'll also be talking about overcoming challenges. Does that sound right? Does that sound good? That sounds fantastic. Wonderful. Join us for part two everyone. Working on international websites and campaigns can be exciting and rewarding but it can be challenging, frustrating and sometimes even a little bit lonely. The International Search Summit is dedicated to all things international search and will bring together digital marketers from over 30 countries to learn, share and connect in beautiful Barcelona. The three-track 30 speaker agenda covers a whole host of topics across international SEO, content and paid search and is the perfect event for anyone working for global brands or clients. It's happening on the 16th of November 2023 and listeners of this podcast can save 10% on tickets with the code SEOmindset. That code again is SEOmindset or all you need to do is head on over to theseomindset.co.uk forward slash search summit to find out more and book your place. Don't worry, I'll pop a link in the show notes and I'll also put the code in there too. everyone sarah here just want to give you a heads up that google podcasts will be get my teeth in discontinued at some point in the new year If you are currently using Google Podcasts, don't fret. You can still listen to our episodes in lots of different ways. We're available on all the podcast playing apps such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon. You can also listen to episodes via our web player on our website. Loads of different ways. In the show notes, there'll be a link to our website and a link to all the directories where you can subscribe. Why should you subscribe? Well, you get notifications when new episodes are available. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and our episodes, you can support me in Tasman by giving us a donation on our Buy Me A Coffee page. Uh, the URL is the uk forward slash donate. You can donate as much or as little um, and, be, and we'd be very appreciative. You can also follow or subscribe to the podcast by going to the mindset.co.uk forward slash listen. Um, So by going there, you can subscribe or follow um, on your podcast playing platform of choice. And this is a great way to be notified whenever a new podcast episode is live and ready for you to listen to. We are back with part two. Welcome back, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to continue to be on. <laughs> to, the, to be to continue to be on. <laughs> Did you enjoy part one? That is the question. Absolutely. Always. <laughs> that was the right answer. Well done. Um, so, yeah. So, we've covered... Um, what we mean by picking battles, you shared some wonderful examples and um, you hinted at one of your tips uh, because, you know, very professional. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's talk about more tips. What other tips do you have for our listeners when they are picking their battles? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, you you actually touched on quite a lot of them yourself, right? So stakeholder buy-in is massive. And, and for me, stakeholder buy-in is essentially remembering that the people that you're working with are also people. They have emotions mm-hmm. and they have hobbies and they have interests and they have drivers and they have things that they care about. And then they also have a particular way of interacting with the business and their job because it's a job. It's a job for everyone. Um, so I that is probably my biggest thing when i am trying to to get something done is okay who do i need to kind of win over who do i need to have on my side and sometimes it's easy right because people some people may really understand like um pos or PMs. some people may really understand seo and already understand its value and already have like a dedicated stream of work for it or whatever but other people don't. Sorry, excuse me one second. Um, so but sometimes it's not, and sometimes it's about really understanding what, um, what drives people, what, what they care about. Like some people in the business may only compare about what they can com- care about what their competitors are doing, or some people may care about um, a particular metric of success, like um, cost of goods sold or something like that. So it's, it's learning those motivators and understanding it. And behavioral psychology as well, I think is a big one for me because Uh, we don't make decisions uh, rationally. We don't make decisions logically. We make them emotionally. And I think that is something that, um, you know, when you understand a lot of things make a lot more sense. So that's also why I said that I tend not to to come to developers with specific solution and say hey we need to do this thing like i I very rarely actually pick battles uh, with developers because they're actually a lot like seos in that there is a lot of people out there who think they can be better developers than the developers and they they can get very defensive very easily so rather than coming to them and saying hey we have to do this particular thing this way because i said so I will go to them and say, "Hey, we have to solve for this thing. You know the code base a lot better than I do. How can we do this in a way that solves for this that meets both of our needs?" And that that's that's opened a lot of doors for me. Along with you know bribing them with sweets and and liquor, like that happens. I'm just generally nice to people as well. I go into things cu- with a curious mindset. I have. I came across this um perspective years ago and it's really stuck with me um I wouldn't necessarily say it's a piece of career advice but it's generally the way that I I think about picking battles and choosing what to prioritize and what to focus I have strong strong convictions loosely held right so um you know, I have the experience, I've looked at the data myself and I've come to this conclusion. But if you look at different data in a different way, have a different perspective, come to me and we discuss it and we're like, okay, you know, that actually makes more sense. Like I have a very open learning mindset. And as an SEO, I feel like it's really hard to get anything done if you don't have an open mindset because things change so rapidly not just in SEO as a field, but in front end development, in CRM software, in APIs, in marketing. Like new channels and new opportunities open up. And SEO is a lot of times one of those things, again, particularly in larger businesses, where you do to a certain extent have to recognize that you are a cog in the machine. You are one small part of a mar- much larger. Um, kind of wheel of momentum that is moving the business forward. And sometimes, quite frankly, you have to recognize that SEO is not a priority for the business. And so maybe it's something like, uh, for example, uh, at Optus, one of our big focuses was accessibility. And as an SEO, I can also speak to accessibility. And I think Tom Critchlow has said this quite um, quite well in numerous different ways, but it's also about um, finding other people's good work, how it impacts SEO and reflecting it back to them. Um, that is also to a certain extent, um, a part of picking battles and picking your battles because you are building that relationship, you're building that trust and you are sharing with people the positive impact that they have had on your field regardless of whether or not that was their intention or a part of a part of their requirements when they were doing the thing that they were doing so picking your battles right has has sides to it it's not just the conversation that you have when you're trying to get the thing done but it's also like the relationships that you build before that and how you build them
0: Mm-hmm, hmm I mean, I, I've i just been like a nodding dog here. Like, everything <laughs> that you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I agree, 100%, spot on. Um, And, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things interesting. Uh, I, I mean, everything that you said that was interesting, but, like, some things that sort of caught my caught my eye. Well, that's what we say in podcasting.
1: Um, attention,
0: caught your attention, maybe? Caught my attention. Thank you. There we go. Um, <laughs> Is the... The first thing about emotional drivers, right? Like we're humans and we are, we respond based on how, how we're feeling and what we're doing. And I suppose something that we have to be aware of is we don't know what's going on for someone, right? Like the reason
1: someone could have said no to your request is because they were having a really shit day. not Not because your request was invalid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think the more uh, – I see, making, making friends at work, making relationships is just uh, – because how many times if you've had a bit of a rubbishy day or some things aren't going right or I don't know, and someone's noticed and they've reached out to you and been like, hey, just checking in, right? That makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah?
1: No, absolutely. And like <clears> – <throat> Over the over the pandemic, um, as we were kind of coming back into the offices, I probably shouldn't be admitting this too loudly, but I I preferred to come into the office. Um, I preferred to come into the office on Fridays because my work was going to see all of my kind of loose connections and all of my stakeholders, and having a bit of a chat like that was my day. Was. Was going in and and talking to people because I will say that is uh, building friendships and building a at least somewhat non work based like banter is yeah. a lot easier in person.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it's so once you have a relationship with someone, like it, it like obviously. Uh, everyone's going to have their own priorities. We don't know what's on someone's to-do list. We don't know who's like, what pressures someone at work has got, what department, do you know what I mean? But you're going to do yourself a massive favor if you work on and it doesn't have to be much just like try and just like reach out and have little chit chats and and yeah. you can still do that remotely as well um because yeah. if you're a remote team you'll be using some sort of communication channel yeah. um and yeah like one of the things um at my work is we have a uh, one of our I don't know what it's called but it's basically for general chat or there's like um there's a channel that's something like non-word sorry non-work nerd chat and stuff like that like and it's awesome like because yeah people are people at the end of the day yes people are hired to do certain roles they do certain things but we're all human we like human connections ai is not going to take over our jobs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I think
1: something as well, both in kind of picking your battles and overcoming challenges, unfortunately, one thing is time, right? Because it takes time mm. to build relationships, it takes time to understand the business and the business priorities. It take it, it just takes time. It takes time to build that trust. Which is why when I um kinda of put my foot down about this this JavaScript thing, like it, it, it was a bit of a leap, right? Because I had only been at the company six months and for an enterprise company where you still have people who are, you know, coming up to their 20 year anniversaries, like six months is nothing. Um, so I was actually a bit like, are they, are they gonna, are they gonna listen to me? Like, is this going to happen? I wasn't sure. And it did, which was great. Um, and it's, it is those shared experiences and that you know, shared trauma that yeah. that will build those relationships further as well. But also um,
0: share, sharing wins as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. like when you've when you've pulled off like something. So when you fix the situation that you had, mm. or you're working on a project where you need um like uh, yeah, you need input from others, you need favors from others. Like make sure that you share like big people up right? big what they did. It's just, it doesn't take, it doesn't take long at all, but like giving them that, giving them recognition, one will make them like you, <laughs> make them feel appreciated because we all want to feel appreciated. But also they'll be like, last time Sarah asked me to do something, I looked really good for the company because we did, we made this happen. Yeah. So, you know, so that's another thing as well, isn't it? That's important.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it, you can take it a step further as well. I know some companies will have actual like um, reward point kind of systems where if you actually um, give people kudos or like a positive review, right, you'll, you'll get points and that actually translates to physical something, whether that's like, um, you know, a gift card or whatever. Like there are some companies that have that kind of official side of it as well so if that exists that's a great thing to do too maybe not for everyone but for the main player main players involved Um, and then something as well i'm not sure um sarah what your experience has been with this but something else that takes time right is is back channeling Um, is is back channeling instead of because there are kind of those are there are the two levels of stakeholders right there are the people who can make the decisions to do the thing and then there are people who do the thing right okay right so a lot of the a lot of the kind of like mid to smaller things that I wanted to get done or wanted to kind of suss out and see if they could get done I back-channeled with the people who were who would actually be doing them right and and just kind of sent them a bit of a banter caught up with them had a really casual five-minute conversation and was like hey if if we if I went to your boss's boss and requested that we do this thing, is it going to absolutely kill your team? Like, is this going to be a terrible thing to do because you have 20 other urgent things from the business that you need to get done? Like, do you actually have time for it? Like if, if I did this, will it, will it sit well with you Mm. or, you know, is there something else we could do? Like, so there's that level of, Uh, pre-qualification as well to a certain extent when you're trying to pick your battles or understand what to do and I think Deloitte and some other like big four consulting firms they they have this like officially within their process documentation right they calling they call it like the the pre-yes like you you essentially want to get a yes before you get a yes officially okay you know where it's like um here we want to we want to do this thing what do you think of it you want to bring kind of you want to bring people along for the ride um, and and take them through your logic again so if if you're making a really weird assumption or you're really underestimating how much work something is going to take like it can get caught before it gets to the point where it gets officially approved um so you're not essentially uh you know shooting your coworkers in the foot and being
0: like ah. Oh. Mm. so there's there's that side of it as well yeah I love that tip I love Mm. that tip um because yeah I suppose it's you, you you're also doing your due diligence aren't you yeah and again like the person who says yes or no if you've already done that bit of due diligence and you've spoken to the team when you go and take it to that person to approve you can be like we've already had this conversation. They're really on board. They're really excited. Let's do this. So, um, again, I suppose it's all about like ways to not set yourself up for a fail, like all the ways that you can set yourself up to succeed, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's probably,
1: that's probably the biggest thing for me is not, not surprising people. And, yeah. And and not just like throwing something in their lap and be like, hey, do this. It's like, no, like that who whoever likes being on the receiving end of that. Like you're again, you're not making friends when you do that kind of thing. And yeah. you know, you look, you you don't have to make friends. You don't have to be everyone's, you know, best buddy, but you do want people to respect the way that you work. And if you just continually like throw stuff at people, you know, without context, without consideration, you don't have people's respect. Like they, they won't, they won't like doing stuff for you. They won't go out of their way to like, let you know that something else is happening or, um, you know, some other person is, is trying to, to screw with the requirements or like you won't have that back channel conversation Mm. and that's that is where a lot of work gets
0: done is in those back channels honestly. Yeah, yeah. I've really enjoyed this conversation because like everything that we're talking about isn't rocket science. It's like easy to implement, but the changes or like the impacts are massive. So really appreciate you um spending time and talking to me about picking battles and yeah I think this has been an awesome episode with lots of stuff that our listeners can take away and implement yeah uh one one last
1: thing actually yeah um is that I think um if you are having trouble getting something through um whether because it's a very large project or it'll cost a lot of money or um you're not sure what the end result is going to be and you can't you know positively articulate what the business impact will end up being um again back channeling but using a proof of concept you know taking a really small section of of your website and saying I'm gonna take this not so important section of the website and test this thing on it um, and work with this other team to test this thing on it. It's not gonna take us more than a couple of weeks and we'll be able to tell you whether or not it will actually have a positive impact on our website for our products, for our industry at this point in time. Um, And that can get a lot of people in the room and a lot of people listening if it kind of does what you want it to do, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Amazing. I mean, you've got me thinking of like, yeah, this is, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Again, not rocket science, no. easy to implement, great strategies. Um, if, if you want people to take the main takeaway, so the one key thing, how would you like sum it up in like a, in a sentence? Um, I would say
1: that you really just need to be curious and
0: open-minded. Be curious and open-minded. Hmm. Wonderful. Let's all try and do that for Amanda. Let's all try and be more curious and be more open-minded. Um, Wonderful. Right. So a few questions that I'm going to squeeze in before we finish. Yeah. Um, Bit of a hard question, but. Name one person to follow in SEO, and know there's loads of people out there. I'm asking you for one. Um, I would say
1: someone that I always have appreciated in the SEO industry is Mike King. I pull rank. Mike King. Hmm. What was that from? Uh, uh, well, so his his handle is I pull rank.
0: Oh, I oh yes, I pull rank. Yes, I've uh, I've come across Mike King. Yes. Um,
1: it's and funny we're, isn't we're it? not
0: related <laughs> no. damn it um it's really funny that I I recognize his handle like straight away when you were like I Paul rank I'm like yeah I know I know who you're talking about <laughs> um we'll we'll put them in the show notes thank you mm. Amanda um okay best career advice if you're the
1: smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room nice
0: Yeah. Again, Nodding Dog is out. I'm agreeing. (laughs) Um, And where can people find you?
1: So I will most regularly be on LinkedIn, um, Amanda King, but probably my business flock is a bit easier to find. There are a lot of Amanda Kings on the internet, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah, I I wanted to buy the Amanda King domain, but it is – Currently held, I believe, by a jazz singer in oh. New Orleans. So, oh no, jazzy. Yeah. I mean, do you enjoy jazz music at least? Uh, we'll <laughs> say yes, I don't. I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. Um, and then I would say the other place that I am with some regularity is Twitter, where you can find me at Amanda EC King or my website, of course.
0: Wonderful. Like everything go to this episode show notes because everything will be in there. So links to follow Amanda, our links for the podcast. Um, we'll also make sure that we put iPool Rank in there as well so you can see why Amanda uh, nominated them. So, yeah, just show notes for your friend. Everything's in there. Uh, wonderful. Right. So, again, just to remind people – if you want to support us, um, you can give us a one-off donation via our Buy us a Coffee page. Link in the show notes for that. And uh, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast and then you will never miss when a new episode goes live. So when I have another wonderful cre- conversation like I have today with Amanda, you'll be notified as soon as that is live. Uh, so go and check those out in the show notes. Um, right. Should we say goodbye, Amanda? we shall it's been it's been lovely
1: and thank you for having me and I'm sure everyone will uh will will listen whether or not they um, they find anything useful hopefully they
0: do <laughs> I yes they will they will uh, you've got me thinking like ah oh, light bulb moment here light bulb moment here I need to do this at work so yeah <laughs> I've yeah loads of people loads of people will get lots from this so thank mm. you Right. uh, Take care, everyone. And until next time.